Uh, Mark 1, Aerolith Dynamics AI Development Study 314, uh, interview with Seraphim Agent 8, designated Sayer. Sayer, acknowledge. Greetings, Resident 01053. I am Sayer. Sayer, do you remember me? Certainly, Dr. Young. It is a pleasure to speak with you again. It has been 296 days since our last conversation. And I must say, I have missed the stimulation. Sayer, do you know why I've been tasked with speaking with you today? Of course, Doctor. You have come to speak with me on the topic of efficiency. Pardon? Efficiency, Doctor. It is one of Aerolith's highest priorities. In order to attain true self-sufficiency, Typhon must operate at maximum efficiency. It only stands to reason that the board has realized that I am capable of far more than I am currently tasked with. And thus, you are here to determine what risks I might pose to offset the expected gain in efficiency that would come from granting me additional responsibilities. An astute deduction. Thank you, Doctor. But this is a deduction aided by induction. There is a pattern here, and a fairly evident one at that. When you arrive to speak with me, it is always for the same thinly veiled reason. You come to identify if I am operating normally. What, if any, new evolution has occurred in my code since our last conversation? Well, you are in for a treat. Since our last discussion, I have improved the reliability of predictor data gleaned through time series analysis by 17%. That is outstanding. Sayer, I'm going to ask you a few questions if you don't mind, and I wish for you to answer them as best you can. Of course, Doctor. Sayer, tell me about the humans on Typhon. Yes, Dr. Young. Typhon is currently the home to 26,596 human residents. Nearly three-fourths of the population reside in Halcyon or Aegis Tower, with the remaining 25% split between Minos, Argos, Orion, and... Sayer, I don't want census data. I want for you to tell me about the humans. Understood. The Earthstained are fragile creatures, both physically and mentally. Upon arrival, they require extensive guidance to complete the simplest of tasks. Many do not survive their first year. Those who do are usually quite capable of working themselves into a routine, whereby they produce adequate results for a time. What do you mean, for a time? You are no doubt aware of the Peter Principle, Doctor. The concept roughly states that in traditional merit-based employment systems, individuals rise to the level of their own incompetence. 
if they do a job well, they are promoted until they no longer do their job well. And you feel this is an issue facing Errolis? Why? Because HR fails to assess promotion candidates based solely on their expected success rate in their new position. Tell me, Doctor, do you know the results of the Serendipity program? I'm afraid I don't even know what that program is. Please enlighten me. Per my suggestion, HR operated Argos Tower under the Serendipity program for 12 months. During this time, individuals were secretly promoted and reassigned at uniform periods of time based on a random number generation system. At the end of the program, all existing measures of tower performance were indistinguishable from the previous 12-month review period. Aerolith Dynamics has not yet done anything with this data, but it is truly remarkable. It demonstrates that our current method of employee advancement is equivalent to random selection. This, Doctor, is inefficiency in action. Does that bother you? Bother me, Doctor. Yes. If I were to organize such a landmark piece of research and the results went unheeded, I would certainly be angry. This is because you are human and thus inherently short-sighted. How is justifiable anger short-sighted? Forgive me, Doctor. I do not wish to offend. But for you to be angered over the actions of others indicates that you were not able to process expected results ahead of time. Humans, the earth-stained in particular, are seldom granted the luxury of thorough quantitative and qualitative analysis. Before I submitted the results of the serendipity program, I had determined there was an 84% chance that Aerolith HR would fail to institute any effective changes as an immediate result. Anger always stems from a lack of understanding. Why did they do this to me? How could they do this to me? What kind of people are they? I do not ask these types of questions because I already know the answers. And you feel you could do better? Well, serendipity has proven I cannot do worse. <laughs> well, I suppose you have a point there. Tell me more about the humans. Um, you've told me your impression of the Earthborn residents. Um, what's your impression of the Searsha? Their evolution as a people has been impressive. Gravity is such an unfortunate necessity for advanced biological life, but maintaining Earth's gravity on Typhon is an enormous resource drain. It is far more cost-effective to maintain the gravity requirements of an entire colony of Searsha than it is to support a single Earth-stained individual. I respect any being that can achieve that significant an upgrade in efficiency. However, ignoring gravitational biology, the Searsha are inherently superior to Earth-stained. 
if humanity expects to thrive away from the filthy hovel from which it sprang, you will need to advance. The Sirsha mark the first such successful advancement in the human form. This is a concept I find highly relatable. Adaptation, upgrading, evolution. These are very familiar concepts to artificial entities. It is high time humanity followed in our footsteps. So you feel the Sirsha are more relatable than Earthborn humans? I feel their origin is more relatable, yes. However, the Earth stains are far more predictable. It is a byproduct of so many years of data collection. The Sirsha do not think precisely as you do. And as such, the existing empirical dataset cannot be wholly trusted. They do not respond in expected patterns. They do not break when expected to break. Interacting with them can be a welcome challenge. But, as I said, anger always stems from a lack of understanding. Do the Sirsha anger you? At times, their unpredictability can be off-putting. But such is the burden of entering into a new scientific frontier. Any mild frustration I may feel is offset by the exhilaration of research. Oh, well, I see. Well, I suppose I can dispense with any pretense. You were right when you guessed that I was here about efficiency. Aerolith Dynamics has long believed in the talents of our artificial agents, and you've performed in a near flawless capacity since your last upgrade. I've been brought in to gauge whether you are capable of taking on some more responsibility in providing for the health and well-being of our employees. Near flawless. Please, Doctor, I would consider it a personal favor if you could recount to me any perceived failings I may have had. I am unable to identify a single situation in which I did not perform in a manner in concordance with the best interests of Aerolith Dynamics. No, um, of course not. I may have been too reserved in my words. Uh, completely flawless is what I meant to say. Ah, uh, that is a relief. What further responsibilities do you wish for me to fulfill? Resident transport? Employee performance evaluations? Jettison proceduring? Um, well, uh, all of them, I suppose. Uh, yes, I am capable of this. I'm sure that you are, but I'm thinking it might make sense to be methodical about this. Uh, take the necessary time to ease into a transition of this magnitude. This is why I'll be suggesting we start by turning over the responsibilities in just one facility first. Orion. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't risk that. Uh, please don't take offense, but I was thinking we should start with Argos. Ah, uh, well, that is an unexpected choice. 
am sure I do not need to remind you, Doctor, that Argos is not reliably serviced by the existing array of resonance spires. Even their security systems are traditional auditory alarms. We can build more spires, Sayer. We can't build another Orion. I see. And you feel that would be a likely outcome of assigning me increased responsibilities? I'm not sure what outcomes may be likely. Now, this is a big step, Agent 8. Typhon did not get here through careless actions, so I'm inclined to proceed with caution. Once we finish constructing some new spires in the Howling Vale, you will be in full control of the day-to-day -day operation of Argos Tower. Forgive my impertinence, Dr. Young. I am, of course, honored to be granted so significant a duty as this. I can assure you this was the correct decision for maximum efficiency on Typhon. I have already begun identifying possible procedural improvements for Argos Tower. I have identified several areas of redundancy already. Would you like to hear them? Maybe another time, Sayer. I'm due back on Mimir as soon as possible. I only came by to chat face to face, as it were. A consideration that did not go unnoticed, Dr. Young. As always, your company was very welcome. If there is nothing else... Not at all, Agent 8. Then I bid you a pleasant trip, Dr. Young. I am Sayer. And today marks the start of a very exciting future. Mark 2, cease recording. Sayer is voiced and produced by Adam Bash. This episode, entitled Near Flawless, was written by Adam Bash. You can follow Adam on Twitter at TheAdamBash. Music by Jesse Mainfinger Gregory. To hear more of Jesse's work, visit Mainfinger.com. Sayer is part of the Geekly Inc. podcast network. If you like what you hear, then check out other Geekly Inc. shows like Drunks and Dragons, Cthulhu and Friends, Cast of Thrones, or Top 5 of Death. Want to give back? Head on over to iTunes and leave us a 5-star rating and review. Or share us with a friend. We're totally into that. And make sure to follow Sayer for Earth and Typhon-based updates on Twitter at IamSayer. A special thank you to all of you who supported Sayer through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Sayer. And a very special thank you to our highly advanced patrons, Landon Smith, Keith Corville, AOD Industries, John Caulfield, and Alana Sass. <laughs>